Bobby and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. I love the look and comfort of my new Oakley glasses. The lenses are like nothing I've ever experienced with their prism lens technology. These lenses protect my sun-sensitive blue eyes, but somehow also make colors even more vibrant and details even more clear. And let me tell you, Oakleys, they are popular in my household as both my sons argue over who gets to borrow my glasses. They both play outdoor sports and they know Oakley is the best for training. Plus, I think they want to look a little bit like Lamar Jackson, who is also sponsored by Oakley. Now, my personal favorite pair is from the HSTN collection. I've literally been wearing mine every day since I got them. So let me tell you what you should do. Head on over to oakley.com right now and get yourself a pair of glasses that will change your look for the better. But don't just trust me. Try them for yourself. Go to oakley.com for more information today. Welcome into the vault. We got a special episode on deck for you. It is Thursday, June 15th. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host, Sarah Ellison. And partner, we've been trying to track this guy down for a mm, little over two months or so. We got to rewind back to April uh, when our guest was on the Pat McAfee show, uh, something that he's hosted before. He's jack of all trades these days. It's NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. And before we get into the conversation, let's revisit back in April when your tweet went viral enough to make it on Pat's show during Ian's segment. And in order to do that, we've we've clipped it. So without further ado, here it is. And then we'll bring Ian on, on the other side. So there's a person, what's your name? Sarah Ellison Shout on out. the Twitter. Shout out, Sarah. Um, who actually kind of broke it down based on it's sg ellison is the if you want to look i believe her breakdown comparing the two deals is accurate if you want to throw it up here at some point yes it is Um, right now it's this is uh you know i i do believe the ravens will probably adjust and you know use this to help get lamar done but the deal they offered him was there you go was pretty strong i mean look at those numbers right so total value 200 million? Yeah, Lamar Jackson's total guarantee was 200 million. We know that? Uh, I believe that is I believe that that includes a kicker that like would have kicked it in year 2, but obviously you're not going to cut him after 1 year, so I believe that is essentially the total guarantee. Really? I don't think we've ever heard. No. That was the discussion we had between the virtual and the actual guarantee, and that's what we were saying. Yeah, but it was like, like a hundred. Yeah. It, it was like a sixty-five million dollar difference between what was actually guaranteed and then what the number they were saying. I don't know. It was two hundred million was the guarantee. Now it feels like we've gotten a lot wrong. The Ravens have offered Lamar Jackson two hundred million dollars guaranteed. Okay, so you get the point. Being that I bumped into Ian at Preakness last month, I thought the least that I could do is introduce the two of you. So without further ado, welcome into the vault, Ian. That was pretty funny. Nice to meet you, Ian. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, great to meet you. That was, uh, man, it's it's funny. It's funny. It's like, obviously that was just, you know, really a couple of weeks ago, but it seems like ages ago. I mean, the fact that we're talking now, Lamar's done. All the contract drama of comparing one deal to another and what did the Ravens offer and what did they not offer him and why was he not taking it? I mean, that is – and, of course, what did end up happening was they did use that uh, Jalen Hurts deal to bump up their offer and really made Lamar Jackson an offer he couldn't refuse. 
and got a deal done. So that all played out. Um, but yeah, that's that's amazing. That was just a couple of weeks ago. It does. It feels like a, a lifetime ago. It's what's funny is like I worked from home and my daughter was turning six. And she's like, mom, let's turn off your phone for one hour. We got to, we got to plan my birthday party tomorrow. And so I'm like, all right, let's, let's turn it off. And just as I'm about to, my, my phone starts blowing up and, 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 and I'm like, and so my daughter, I was like, can we watch this really quick? She's like, okay. And she's like, mommy, he doesn't know who you are. Why doesn't he know who you are? <laughs> so, it was such a, a funny, I do funny now though. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ian, I mean, that took forever the, the the process between the two, but was there ever, from what you had been hearing from behind the scenes, was there ever a, a, like a real chance that Lamar could have gone somewhere else? No, I never got the sense he could go somewhere else. And, you know, he was seemingly open to it. I mean, his trade request, and obviously his trade request, which dropped around the time of the uh, owner's meeting in March, you know, it was theoretically a trade request. But the way it was explained to me was, if you're not going to pay me, then trade me. And that was to me very different because I knew how badly, you know, Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, the Ravens, I knew how badly they wanted to pay him. And I knew the different ways they had tried to do it. Long-term deal, short-term deal, fully guaranteed deal. I mean, all sorts of different ways. Um, And so to me, like it was a trade request, but it kind of really wasn't. And there was a chance someone would sign him to an offer sheet, but not really. So you know, I never had any doubt he would be playing for the Ravens this year. I did have doubts that they'd be able to get a deal done. And, you know, kudos to all involved that they actually did. Shifting gears to J.K. Dobbins, I'm sure we'll circle back to Lamar at some point in the conversation. But, you know, what, a couple weeks removed from the cryptic tweets about his uncertain future. We know that he's going into a contract year, the final year of his rookie deal. And as we tape this on Thursday, the 15th, he really didn't do a lot at mandatory minicamp this week and Harbs just within the last hour or so kind of seemed a little standoffish about when asked about JK and why he didn't participate. Could the Ravens be dealing with a hold in situation for 2023 terms? Yeah. I mean, that's, that is what it sounds like. You know, I don't know for a hundred percent sure, but usually when a player shows up, doesn't practice, the coaching staff is like, he's fine. And he's going into a contract here. Usually that means, well, I'd like a deal, but you know, I I don't have one, so you know, therefore, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, participate. You know, to me, like these are these are all fine. You know, like these are all they don't really hurt anyone. There's really not a lot of bad happens. If he doesn't get practice, but it's June, so he'll have plenty of time to practice in July and August. Plus, it's his fourth year in the system, so I'm not worried about it. Or actually, fourth year with the Ravens, first year in the system, but I'm still not worried about. It. He's got plenty of time. Um, Clearly wants a new deal. Um, you know, will they give him one? I don't know. Um, but clearly wants one. And yeah, I think holding is probably the right term here. Yeah, and in this type of situation where you see a player do this, I mean, this is especially at the running back position where, you know, we see Dalvin Cook getting cut and you got all these veterans still sitting out there. What kind of leverage is he really garnering by holding in? Like maybe if you're like a – a superstar quarterback, I could see that putting pressure on the team. But but what kind of leverage? I mean, I'm all here for JK to get his money and get his bag and all that kind of stuff. You never want to see a player get hurt without having that financial security. He's already been hurt before. But does this really earn him much leverage? 
I don't think it earns him much leverage, but it does do something, right? Like what it basically does is tell the team, I'm not that happy and I want a new contract, which, you know, you can say with words, but actions, you know, now the coaching staff is aware and I think had to practice without him. So they clearly know something is going on. Um, and it prevents him from getting injured in a way that would put his future in doubt. I mean, to me, it's not really like about the leverage of, okay, well, now they're going to do a deal. You know, a deal is going to be whatever it's going to be. The market is what it is. And I don't think it's like, well, because he sat out, we're going to offer him more. But it does deliver a very clear and loud message that, you know, J.K. Dobbins probably wants to get paid. I think Sarah and I, we, we've discussed in the last few weeks, maybe even months of, of offseason that cornerback and the, and the depth or lack thereof in Baltimore is is certainly a need. I don't know if it's pressing, but based on past years, it could be pressing because of how much they've been decimated at the position. Uh, Marcus Peters seems to be uh, garnering some attention from Vegas. Do you get the sense that something's imminent there from a signing standpoint? I don't get the sense something is imminent. Um, and I don't really know that there's any imminent signings now because you know, we're basically right at the beginning of summer. And, you know, could he sign before camp? Yeah, possibly could, sure. Um, and the Raiders would make some sense. You know, to me, it feels like if he was going to be on the Ravens, would probably be on the Ravens, right? Like, Rocky Sin gets signed, that's probably Marcus Peters' money, is my guess. Um, so, you know, I think that ship has probably sailed. The hard thing is, you know, you're right about the injuries and the lack of you know, depth of the position, everything they've dealt with in the past, you have no idea if that's going to repeat itself. You want to be prepared, obviously, but you truly don't know if that's going to come back. I mean, so, you know, you want to spend money and, and be okay, but you also don't know if you're going to end up wasting it because maybe the position this year will be totally fine. Do you get any sense of that? I'm definitely asking this on behalf of Ravens fans because I know that you know, Ozzie Newsome has always said, Eric DaCosta repeats it, that you can never have enough depth at cornerback. Um, they have Rocky Sin and Marlon Humphrey, but then after that, it's a whole lot of potential that hasn't been realized. You don't know what's going to happen. Do you get any sense at all that the Ravens are checking in on the veteran cornerback market if it's not Marcus Peters? I mean, honestly, there's not a lot out there. Um, so right now, I'd say probably not. What you probably will get, and the Ravens do this, you know, every year, like you'll get to, let's say mid August, late August. And they'll either say like, all right, some of these draft picks we signed are ready to contribute or they're not. And then if they're not, well, then you look around the league and you'll say like, who do we like that maybe is on the bubble for someone else? You might pull a trade. You know, there's definitely things you can do. I mean, Eric DeCosta probably does as good a job as anyone of figuring out who's not going to make other teams and who, you know, might make your team and going to get those type of guys. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure they will always be looking. Yeah. So let's Wait, be rem <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. I, I was just thinking, I just skipped over this question here uh, and it's, it is changing uh, directions here, but this Deandre Hopkins to Baltimore thing will not die. <laughs> it just keeps coming back, even though he's visiting other teams. I know he's been with new England or he's been with Tennessee, going to New England. I don't know if he's made it there yet. Uh, but there was so much smoke right before the draft that the Ravens could sign DeAndre Hopkins. And then Odell Beckham Jr., he has his first kind of presser since being signed. And he said that before the draft, he and DeAndre were both saying that they wanted to come here, which like reignited all fans being like, oh, bring in DeAndre too. 
So what's it looking like to you? Is Hopkins going to sign with one of the two teams he's visited? Is there any connection with Baltimore at this point? You know, I know there was some interest and some discussion and maybe, you know, I know there were some people around the league, high level people who thought that, you know, the Ravens were going to sign or wanted to sign Odell um, and DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he's visited two teams. The Ravens are not one of them. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. I'm just saying, you know, these things are best judged by actions rather than words. So if there was a signing coming with Baltimore, my guess is, you know, the visit would probably be happening or be on the books or something like that. So I don't, I don't get that sense. Um, you know, maybe when, uh, you know, maybe when he signs somewhere else, then the rumors will finally die. I'm not so sure. The vault is sponsored by Oakley express your style and build a look that's made for you. And I know for me, I've been rocking the prism black polarized lenses this summer and I'm loving them so far. Oakley's changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run? Do you golf? Maybe you train or perhaps you just want to look like Lamar Action Jackson. If any of the above is true, you got to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self. Really, it's an expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. And here on The Vault, we're all about look good, feel good, perform good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. And hey, since it's officially summer, you may want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. So go visit oakley.com to find yourself a pair today. Oakley offers prism lens technology, which is a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye, but don't just trust Sarah and I. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can confidently say that Oakley's not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to oakley.com for more information today. I guess speaking of, of signings, you know, Adrian Amos, who just ended up going with the Jets, kind of what, what we believe to know about that is that he was basically um, plucked. You know, the, the Jets swooped in at the last minute and the day prior, Amos was visiting the Ravens. So was that a direct result of Chuck Clark's, what we think is a serious knee injury or do you have any insight on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I do believe that, you know, that's the fear for for Chuck Clark. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, probably probably was going to sign with the Ravens. That would be, would have been my guess. That was something I was hearing I thought was going to end up happening. And then, you know, you get the injury to Chuck Clark, and all of a sudden there's a need. And, and this is actually why um, a lot of veterans will wait as long as they possibly can before signing because you have no idea – what's going to come up. And, uh, you know, obviously it really benefited, um, you know, really benefited um, Adrian Amos to wait because probably got a little more money than he would have from a team he wasn't expecting because there was an unexpected need created due to an injury in June. Yeah. Speaking of waiting, uh, it kind of feels like here in Baltimore, there might be like a handshake deal, a wink, wink, nod, nod between the Ravens and Justin Houston. <laughs> Or at least some sort of veteran pass rusher. Do you know is 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 Justin Houston looking around, or or you know is it kind of well once training camp starts they might land a deal? Yeah, I mean I don't think a player of his, you know, veteran status and you know he 
you know, really knows everything he needs to know. You know, I don't think he's signing before training camp anyway, or maybe, you know, might be a player who signs into training camp. I certainly mm-hmm. think that's possible. Um, Baltimore would make sense. I don't know if there's any wink, nod deal. Um, but I just know that, you know, a, a, again, like a player signing in June really makes no sense. It's not like Justin Houston's like, where's my money going to come from? Like he's made money. He's done it. He doesn't need mini camp. Like Baltimore would make some sense and signing closer to camp would make sense as well. Yeah. This is Todd Munkin from earlier this week. I have a question on the other side of it. Uh, speaking about Odell, of course, they spent, you know, 2019 in Cleveland together. I was with him in 19. So do I see still a tremendous football player, a guy that can separate and route run and loves to play and brings a certain amount of energy and juice and experience. And then as we practice more together, as we get more together, now we try to fit it together um, but he's always going to be crafty. He's always going to be able to find a way to separate. Where that ends up, X, Z, F, that's to be determined. But all that, you know, is just trying to figure out where that fits. And that also with the other pieces, Zay, your tight ends, um, you brought in Nelson, getting bait back. And we haven't even had him practice yet. So fitting that all together is really a big part of it. But it's fun to try and figure out how to fit it together. That doesn't always you don't always have that. So limited or, you know, I mean, active throughout minicamp, but we didn't see a ton of them, right? We've seen the the player-controlled stuff that he puts out on his social media in terms of workouts and stuff, but the, the pads haven't come out yet. What's your sense for, for where he is? He turns 31 this fall, obviously hasn't played organized live football in a year and a half. Uh, what are you thinking? I think he's going to be really good. Um, I think he's going to be really good. And, you know, we haven't really seen Odell healthy and quite a long time. I mean, I remember, you know, right before he signed with the Rams when he was a free agent. Um, and, you know, the reason teams weren't offering a lot, the reason teams weren't offering long-term deals are they knew his knee was not right. They knew his ACL essentially could re-tear at any moment. And it was a, you know, a ticking time bomb, essentially. He knew it too. Um, knew his knee was going to tear at some point. It did during the Super Bowl. And obviously it took him off the field for a year. It's a very serious injury, but now he's healthy. So, you know, again, like I'm not worried about what happens in June. Like this is all sort of whatever. Um, I do think he's going to end up really good. And, I, I, you know, I, I I will say this, like when he – it took him a minute or so in L.A., probably took him a month to figure it out. Once he figured it out, like he was, he was really good. I mean, he was really good. Like he was on his way to being, you know, I thought the Super Bowl MVP before he tore his knee apart. So, like, you know, whatever fans are expecting – I think that's probably that's probably what it's going to be. So, Ian, we'll get you out of here on this question. Uh, most rosters are set. There'll be some tinkering throughout training camp or whatnot. The AFC is stacked. It's just going to be totally brutal. What's your kind of feel for the AFC? Do you feel like the Ravens have done enough to compete with the Bills and Chiefs of the world? Like, how how do you see this conference stacking up? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they should be they should be right there. I mean, Baltimore always has a good team. They always have a lot of talent. They always have, you know, basically everything they need. And I don't think the roster building process is done. Like, could they add a veteran or two? Maybe will they trade for a younger player who another team doesn't want? Probably. Um, but I mean, they're. I think they are. You know, talk about you know the AFC being stacked. Like, I think they're right there. You know, the only questions they've had was basically surrounding Omar Jackson, and we don't have those anymore. So, like, I don't know what questions there are surrounding the Ravens, honestly. Yeah. 
Quick programming thing before you dip. Uh, I know that Pat's heading to ESPN. There's going to be a simulcast of the show. Is it starting this fall? Is that what they're targeting? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I am extremely, extremely happy for Pat. He deserves all of this. Um, he is he is a madman. I mean, he works like crazy, and he has created yeah. just an incredible culture in his show that I think you know comes through the internet or whatever uh or comes to the room when i'm there in person like he is he's awesome and i'm so happy for him and his friends um they've done a great job as far as the specifics like honestly like i have not even asked yeah the, the reason why i'm asking because i think a lot of folks are wondering with that shift over to espn and your contract with nfl network would there be anything conflicting you from going on weekly segments throughout football maybe you can't even answer this but i think a lot of people are wondering i i have no idea i have not asked um i i will at some point all of these answers will come i mean he has been quoted um you know talking about it uh he knows a lot more than i do um it's one of those things where like sometimes it's best to let it play out uh, but i'm really really happy for him and all the success he's had absolutely we we're happy that you came on and you gave us some time here i know it's sort of the dead of off season but you know you don't really have an off season so we we hope that you enjoy the time with you and your family over the next month and a half and and thanks again for coming on the vault ian all right yeah, thank you guys for having me